You're listening to Seen the Sequel, the movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we're talking about 2019's blockbuster, Joker, directed by Todd Phillips and starring Joaquin Phoenix. And, as ever, alongside me, three men who never fail to make me laugh when they start crying, I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. Okay, guys, big, big film last year. Massively, massively hyped. Did it live up to expectation? Um, what are your thoughts? What are your memories? Uh, so, yeah, so I've seen it a few times now. I saw it a couple of times in cinema. saw it again for this. And, I mean, I... I I still really, I still really like it a lot. Um, the first time I saw it was like massive impact. Um, I, I just like the Joker character, like, you know, in comic books and stuff, like I like, I like a big sort of comic book fan and the Joker character for me is always, not always, but since I kind of came across him has been my favorite character. You know, he's that kind of other side of the coin as Batman as that sort of cliche thing that everyone talks about Batman and Joker are quite, um, shallow characters, but when they're, when they're actually considered as one coin and Batman is one side of the coin, Joker's the other side of the coin they're actually a whole character, which I find the kind of psychological aspect of that really interesting. And I thought that this was a pretty good, well, more than pretty good, like very good look at the Joker side of that, uh, coin. So yeah, for me, um, I thought just like the character study aspect of it was really interesting. And obviously it's the stuff that people always talk about, you know, the, the Joaquin Phoenix acting is, is really good cinematography, like just the world building, like Gotham feels like this place where, um, you know, something nasty, almost like a virus could like organically grow. And that's like Joaquin Phoenix Joker kind of embodies that. So yeah, I really like appreciated those aspects of, of, of Joker. I agree with that element, the world building. Like this, obviously got built up, won film festivals and its comic book movie, uh, got five star reviews from critics and was like loved by fans. You know, so I went in very excited. And Wahim Phoenix never really does, uh, you know, shit. Um, and I think it's very, very good, but not as good as I'm being told it is. If you know what I mean, like I. Th- Basically, I love the world of it. I think that the, the the production design and the cinematography and the costume design and the and the world building, I think it's amazing. I love the feel of the city. I love the feel of the period. I feel like every minor character is cast perfectly. I love the cops in it. I love the, their costume design. Um, however, I just think it's not quite as clever as it thinks it is. Like, it never put a foot in a direction that I didn't expect it to go. So therefore I think it's great, but in in order for it to be elevated to something else, like an all time classic, um, I needed the script to pull the rug from my feet a little bit or take me somewhere. Every time he did anything, I was expecting it to happen. Um, and also I could feel the studio kind of with the, the, the Bruce Wayne elements, particularly outside the opera house, I personally could have done without that, but I can imagine Warners were quite insistent upon it. So, so look, I think, I think excellent performance, very good. Um, Todd Phillips, I've always been a fan of old school and um, I think he's an above average director. So I'm glad he's finally getting some recognition. However, I don't, think it's something i would put the label masterpiece next to when i think there are a lot of people that would cool joe what do you think uh well i think we've got all sides of the spectrum john loves it al thinks it's quite good i thought it was 
slightly under average. I think it's no. Well, look, it's well under made. average. It's it's well made. It's uh, it looks great. It sounds great. God, that score is good. The music's amazing. Fucking it, great. Yeah. Uh, and and it looks fantastic. Every shot looks beautiful. Like really, really, really well shot. I don't think it's clever at all. And it thinks it's incredibly, it thinks it's profound uh, that it's making lots of important points. And I think the fundamental point that it's making is that evil isn't born that way, Mm. right? There's a history there and it lets explore that, right? Let's explore why people become psychopaths and it takes a very, from that point, and that's a good point to make, but it's very easy from there to make that point, okay? You make that point by showing a man literally being kicked while he is down for 90 minutes, and then you have him flip and become a psychopath. That's fucking easy. To me, the more interesting and the clever spin on it, or at least interesting, would have been to say, actually, evil is sometimes, is born evil and that's far more disturbing and interesting to me this story isn't interesting right the guy guy is born he has a hard time he has some things wrong with him mentally which makes other people treat him differently and then they treat him like shit and they cut funding for support of those people to the point where he snaps that doesn't feel like yes they've dressed it up as something different in that it's a joker movie and you're not really expecting that and that's why i think people went for it but to me that's not actually very clever it's really simple Mm. it's really really simple sorry i'm not finished (laughs) i don't i think that i think the performance is outstanding outstanding from joaquin phoenix i think i think he was told this is a film about mental health and he acted his fucking ass off for it um that's about all I've got to say on the plus sides of it. I, I, apart from that, I'm without no surprises, no shocks, very basic, very basic storytelling. It's point and shoot looks fucking amazing. Throw lots of budget at the post-production of it and the, the score. And I think you've got a film that is really, really enjoyable. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, it's a bit, it's a bit fucking depressing, uh, which you don't really want from a sort of, I guess, comic book well, superhero movie. Uh, but it was, uh, it was okay. Okay, it was fine. The biggest problem that I've got... Well, not the biggest problem I've got with it. One of the problems I've got with it was it was hyped to fuck. I saw the five-star reviews. I saw the word masterpiece used a lot. I watched it after that buzz had built. And I know, John, we've discussed this before. You don't think it's fair for me to then say, oh, because of my expectations, that it, it and it didn't meet them, that it's bad. But it doesn't help. It doesn't help when you've been told to take this... To come at this film as, it, as if it's a piece of art... And then when you discover, for me, that it's not... Okay, that's an interesting point, yeah. It is an interesting point. And uh, I think the film did draw some uh, differences between those that loved it and those that thought it was just all right. But that's okay. That's what cinema's for. No, I fucking and how hate lovely that we all disagree with each other. And that's what we're here to discuss. How are we going to disagree on Joker 2? The sequel. It's obviously going to happen at some point. It was a big film last year. So I think, you know... Well, I think it has been confirmed now, hasn't it? There we go. There we go. It's been rumoured. Surprise me! I thought it's been rumoured for a long time. So so they Um, must want. They must be waiting. Waiting. Well, DC have been waiting, but like Marvel have absolutely trounced DC so hard on like the series. Like DC are waiting for. I've got got no idea what we're talking about. I do think it's impressive that DC have managed to take a risk and pulled it off relatively well. But um, so, who, who wants to go ahead with this pitch? Who wants to start? 
the well, thing. Well, I'm not the big Joker fan like um, John is. I mean, I, I am a Batman fan. You know, well, okay. the comics. Well, I've got a couple. I've got a, Go I've got a vague. Go I've got a framework. So, the end of Joker. Um, he's like the hero of like the downtrodden. Well, he's a symbol of the downtrodden. He's a symbol of the uh, political corruption and this stuff. He's, he's like the man of these sort of supposedly like blue collar everyday person and then my idea is kind of it's, it's it's a framework so it, it revolves around maybe joker um you know he's he's in arkham asylum now he serves his term or he gets early release or something um and then Sorry, when he comes to, out just to recap what happens at the end of the joker so at the does, end, he, does he get captured or? yeah at the very the final scene is him having the psychological evaluation or whatever in arkham and then it's inferred that he actually kills one of the guards, or at least injures one of the. Um, yeah, he injures, not guards. He, he kills, what are they? He kills the. He kills the woman that he's. It's a, it's, I have to say, it's a fantastic. Like they must have had this so early. It's a fucking great line where he's laughing and he says, "It's remind me of a joke." And she says, "Oh, what was the joke?" And he oh. laughs and says, "You wouldn't get she it." She wouldn't get it. Yeah. And I think that's a really good fucking line. Then it just cuts to him and he's when running out. Bloody, he's got the blo- the blo- yeah, yeah, bloody yeah. foot. Bloody footprint. So, so he's in Arkham. That's where it ends. He's in Arkham. Um, but I'm thinking maybe it gets early release, maybe there's some high political pressure. The mayor, uh, whoever is governing the city is, you know, the city's fucked. No one, no one likes the mayor. Everyone's like, so they're trying to do something to get popular. Maybe Joker comes out, um, early and then it's, and then in some way he runs for mayor and then Joker becomes the mayor of the city. So like the virus element, the Joker who has been born of the terrible thing at the city, eventually, you know, like a fucking contagion is now at the top tier of the city like he's he's dominating the 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 social political climate is all i'm gonna say is isn't that a little bit close because isn't oswald cobblepot uh mayor in batman returns he is yeah uh the penguin i uh, like i like the idea of I it think, i think there's something in it but it, for me it feels a little bit uh well one too close to batman returns two uh, a little bit too far-fetched for this line of uh, Batman Joker yeah. story. Okay, so the other thing... Okay, so if we're going to go a bit more sort of Batman-y, a bit more, like, superhero-y, then maybe it's that uh, most of the film, then, is based around him trying to escape from Arkham with help from the outside. So it's either the normal people, the the rioters at the end of the first film trying to help him, or it's the birth of or his plight on TV shooting... Um, What's Robert um, De Niro's character? Very Franklin. Franklin shooting him as as inspired people like Joker, uh, people like Penguin, people like Riddler, all those people to to um, you know live their dreams of being this like anarchic character, and they're working to bust out the Joker from okay, this, Arkham. This this I can get on more on board with, uh, and it's actually very similar to the idea that I have that I had, which I've fallen in love with a little bit. Um, even though I didn't really like the Joker movie, I'm fucking excited for the sequel, which I He's excited for the sequel designed by... Designed by me. Uh, Well, a combination of yours, right? I I I really like the idea of Joker 2, or whatever we're going to call it, being almost, maybe not 100%, but let's say 80% set within a prison, within Arkham Asylum. Yeah, Arkham's a great location as well. It's it's almost like... It's unexpectedly sort of small scale in the in the way that it is another sort of character study or a deep but a deeper character study. It is almost like a prison escape film, but it's set within only or mostly the well, confines of Arkham Asylum. I do love prison films as well. I so, love it's all on a similar wavelength. So I was gonna say 
the thing that it doesn't even attempt to achieve in the Joker, which is a fact of his character, I think is quite important, is he's not only the madman, the laughing psychopath, he's also a criminal mastermind, right? Like, calculated, smart. Is he, though? Is he in this Joker? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, not yet. That's not been attempted yet. We we know that's where he goes. I feel like throughout, like, maybe less so in Tim Burton's, but in a lot of the comics, and particularly also in The Dark Knight as well, he's capable of, like, masterminding amazing heists, amazing, you know, tricks to mm. you know like the, the perfect crimes disturbing you know, disturbing or the killing disturbing joke. yet calculated and ruthless so I think um, on on top of Joe's and yours idea about the uh, starting an Arkham Asylum I rather than maybe 80% of it I think an extended opening right as in like the first half an hour is just the beginning of him setting the spark to start a ri- to his planned start of a riot in Arkham Asylum and you see it from the tiniest thing that he does to the way everything that every decision every other inmate makes and every guard makes he's anticipated and like it's perfect so it's like this perfect ride that he knew exactly was going to go the way it was going to and you build it up it's like a real slow burner over half an hour like a real fucking he's orchestrated it and he's orchestrating it and we know it but like I said, we only see him do these tiny things and he relies on other people to behave in the way he anticipates them to. Yeah. And to the point that he can literally just take a step out the gates and he doesn't even need to run. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, well, I like the idea he, of him. He, he, I can see it now, right? I can see Todd Phillips or whoever it is going to be shooting the shit out of this in slow motion, super slow fa- frame rate with smoke everywhere and him dancing round as he oh, comes gosh. out <laughs> yeah. of a hole in the wall yeah, laughing yeah. And dancing as he turns around, out, just walking out as if it's fucking nothing. Yeah, well, I definitely think it should be like that. Any anything the Joker, in well, my mind, like anything the Joker does, shouldn't be physical force based on his behalf. Like Joker should never have to use physical force to get through shit. Like he's manipulating other people. He's the one that gets other people to do his dirty work. He's not a fighter. Like he's not. He's not going to shoot a gun at someone. Yeah, okay, I like maybe. that. And I like the more that you bring stuff like that in, you more the more you get like uh, Charlie Manson connotations right as in as in he was terrifying because he didn't actually pull the trigger or yeah. not knife anyone or anything like that he's a manipulator comes do you remember that episode of game, game of thrones um which is like one of the closing episodes of one of the penultimate series or something when eventually they um they um she blows up the the sparrow kind of church thing and it was like the opening of that episode the, the high scepter the high scepter yeah and it's um the music builds for like 20 minutes as everyone's sort of just piecing together exactly what's happening yeah and it's um you you know great game of thrones better than me it's the green shit underneath it right like um that's the way you could do it like you just with him and you're never quite sure what's going on but gradually we start to realize how it's all working in his favor and how he's planned the whole thing yeah and the only last thing, like half an hour and yeah then forget what the green shit is called but yeah. i know exactly what you mean yeah that that sort of beautiful Basically, like a beautiful slow uh, set piece where only halfway through you realise shit. There's a poetry to it. Yeah, yes. I, know, I now know what's yeah, going, I think I know what's going on. The inevitability of like it is so, is so chilling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the only question to be answered here is who and how. Uh, who does he work with in order to get him out, and how does he do it? Because whilst the Joker character has all these links, the Joker Zeitgeist character in Joker the movie, he doesn't have 
fuck all links. He's got nothing. Yeah, but he's got he's got his following on the outside, he's which got, means he may have. Uh, we we can write in that he's got a, a certain following on the inside. Yeah, but as how well. easy if he's in a lunatic asylum as well? You got to forget that he's in a sanitarium, so it's going to be easy to develop characters or pull on the the sort of weak minded. Well, sort of t- uh, yeah, and actually, there's a, there's. Um you know, it's like the cliche of a lot of psychologists that they're psychologists and they're good at they're good at talking to other people because actually their own lives are so fucked up and their own minds are so fucked up that they're good. So maybe, he and can, I think this is this is the Harley Quinn character actually in the comic books. So I think I think this is right that Harley Quinn was one of his psychologists at, at Arkham Asylum and he he corrupted her and then they broke out together. So you could almost have the birth of the Harley Quinn character in this as well. Is, is, uh, yeah, and to be clear, not the uh, Margot Robbie no, Harley Quinn, one. right? No, this no, is no, unconnected no. to that shit. Yeah, yeah. Is, <laughs> are we going to go down the Batram route, blah, 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 Batman Bat, route at all? Or is this still pre... Because what? Bruce is, was a young child. Yeah, he's a kid. Point, so. And I still think Batman's a kid. And one of the awkward things about this film compared to other Batman Joker stories is that Joker is so much older than Batman. But I still think you can maybe layer in stuff in the same way that Joker visited Bruce Wayne at Wayne Manor. You can still layer in some stuff about, uh, and Bruce's parents have already died at the end of the first one. Um, you can still layer in some stuff it's, about, it's about Bruce. Batman, is yeah, it? yeah, no, but, but you can layer in some stuff about Batman becoming Batman, but Batman doesn't become Batman in this movie. That was I, another thing that, I, sorry, Al, that was another thing that I actually didn't like about the first movie was how much it sort of like felt like it needed to push fucking little Batman in. That's and, what I said. The, uh, well, yeah, I think you can feel I, Warner Brothers, the studio, like. I don't feel, I feel like this time, now that, that they've friend. got the box office that they've driven through the first movie, they've got the confidence to say, actually, Batman's not in this in the slightest bit. No, I don't that think you can do other that. characters. So someone like a. Uh, Commissioner Gordon, he can come in. There are other ways to connect it to the Batman universe without yeah. having to crowbar yeah. fucking so actually, it's like a beat cop. Yeah, so actually, again, I agree with both of those points. I think, yes, Batman was crowbarred in by the studio, but, and I don't think that was necessarily the right thing to do, I think the Joker should have been the full focus, but now that he's been crowbarred in, you can't just dismiss that for the second film. Well, can't it come back? Right, can't it come back? Yeah, maybe you hint at it in certain ways, and I don't know how you do that. But well, look, you're not going to have the the cape and the Batmobile in it. But what you are going to have is a teenage. He's a playboy. He was always yeah, exactly. a playboy. So teenage Bruce Wayne is in it, um, who's lost his parents, and it's about him. And within it, there is some sort of um, you know. He obviously once the Joker's out, he has some sort of. Uh, you know, observation slash connection to him, and we start playing up. You know, brewing the relationship ready for Joker three. Yeah. So, so, so what we sorry. So I was going to say, so Gordon is your big rival. It's really not about Bruce Wayne because this is a Joker film. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, he killed his parents. But so what at this point? Because he's just a playboy kid who's incidental to the film. Gordon is the opposite of Joker. There's your main lead, straight opposite. Yeah, and I think that probably makes more sense for this Joker film. Even though I still think you have to thread Batman through it because it was begun. The threads started in the first film. I think Gordon is a better main... Well, probably antagonist. So probably our Joker is a protagonist in this, right? Um, Gordon's almost the antagonist in this. And then that has that symbiotic relationship again, that they're both poor people who have been fucked over by a system, but they've gone different routes. Gordon's decided, I'm going to be a protector of the people. I'm going to be a cool, uh, you know, cool honourable cop. And Joker's decided, well, actually, no. Like, fuck, fuck it all that down. shit. Well, like, maybe the... Um, the- he's he's on the inside but he's like you know there's a lot of 
corrupt cops, he's an honest cop, but we've got to think about what he's doing once he gets out as well. So say in my version, I don't know if we're all agreeing on this, like the first half an hour could be the, uh, the, 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 the riots and the breakouts, but what's obviously good about the first Joker film is how relevant it is in terms of a statement on class and a statement on, you know, the, on wealth and um, the elite and um, maybe playing up to that could be he's like I said I want him to be the criminal mastermind he's got to do it have a big job plan and I thought maybe he could you know be draining the banks somehow or turn the banks against each other so well opening almost like a Robin Hood character like he's opening the banks up to the you don't have to solve everything in my mind Joker felt like it was part of a story in the same way that this is part of a story I don't think you've got to solve everything it's just a vehicle to get to the next stage in yeah, my mind because I agree. it's and, pre-Batman and here's, here's, okay. I've, got, I've got one idea around this which is part he doesn't just escape from, in my head Joker doesn't just escape from, from prison in the process of doing so he uses his 10 years or whatever however long he's been in Arkham Asylum gathering evidence of police brutality upon himself and others around him, which probably does exist, but he's actually incited it behind the scenes. He uses like CCTV footage or something like that to create a revolution outside the prison, which Gordon has to fight against or gets directly caught up in or sees coming. And his battle is trying to break down and make people aware of that. Joker manages in, in the end to beat Gordon by, like creating chaos again outside the prisons. Everyone thinks the police system is fucked, has gone completely to shit. Maybe that's it. Maybe, um, obviously, that, that opening is the, you know, the calculated masterminding breakout. And then once he gets out, his revolution is, uh, much like he starts a revolution in the first one, would be a real attack on corruption, like specific corruption or, uh, you know, whether it's the police, whether it's the elite, whether it's the government, we make it relevant like that. And then eventually like he, he does have a kind of following and we, we end it. Whereas this one ended, original one ended with him put away. We end it with him on a kind of, um, you know, a podium on, on quite a high, not the, not literally the mayor, but he's achieved what he wanted to achieve and he's free yeah. and, Chaos reigns. Chaos is reigning. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. It's not just one riot like it is at the end of the first Joker. It's chaos in the whole city of Gotham and it ends on a real sort of bleak note that like, you know, will Gotham survive this? Well, exactly. But maybe Gotham doesn't survive it because by the time Batman starts, it's the low life Gotham that we know. And it's the, 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 the in the dirt Gotham that we know. And the one person he lets walk away from it, because he almost wants him as an opponent later on in life is the beat cop Gordon who is cap- trapped in the middle of the whole Yeah, but circus. I think also not because not necessarily only because he wants him to walk away from it because he's he wants an opponent. It's also that, you know, Joker in the original, he does have a moral compass, even though it's a corrupted one. He doesn't just kill anyone. He only kills people that he perceives as being corrupting forces in his vision of society. So he doesn't just kill anyone. So whilst his vision of society would lead to anarchy, I think he lets Gordon go because he, he sees Gordon's vision of the police force as actually a good thing. But, but the rest of the police force is the fucked bit. I really like this. I think it sounds appropriate 
for a Joker sequel. No fun whatsoever. <laughs> Very much like this podcast. Well, let's talk cast. <laughs> Thank you. Who, have you uh, who are you thinking for Gordon character? Because that seems to be the big, the big. Well, how episode. old is Gordon going to be? Like he's so if he's beat, if he starts off, if he's showing his growth as a maybe he's not quite beat cop. He might want to be similar age. Do you think? I don't know. So, maybe. so he's just met, he's just made. I don't know what the ranks are in. So he's just made sergeant or lieutenant. I don't know. He's, he's a detective. He's like a he's like a weak one detective. Yeah. Should we say that? He's, he's a, he's Someone a, like uh, Gillenall, would he be quite good? Jake, Jake yeah, uh, that's Gillenall not a bad would show. would be great, yeah. actually, yeah. Not a bad um, show. He's quite good at being honest, isn't he? Quite. As you were talking about it, I, for some reason, I thought Michael B. Jordan would be excellent mm. as a... Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's Gordon. really cool. He's a great... I really like him. He's a I really great like actor. him in um, all those Ryan Coogler films were, and... Um, Fruit, Fruit Station I yeah, watched you, recently yeah exactly that and the, obviously Creed and well, Black Panther I think yeah, exactly. really, yeah. really good yeah okay Michael B. Jordan so yeah that trumps it well done mate is there a Harley Quinn what do we say yeah that's an interesting one because I, I, in my mind she's younger Ray from than Star Joaquin Feast <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's her name again no, Ray, Ray well, from Star Wars no, we, we just want um, yeah Ray a Harley Quinn yeah I don't know like, I, in my mind she has to be younger than Joaquin Phoenix just as a more impressionable character to be corrupted by Joker in a believable way but not necessarily I don't know um, who are you thinking John uh, I think Aquafina from The Farewell, the latest Jumanji film. She's the right age. Um, I'm unfamiliar yeah. with her work, but I'll... Do- no, I'm not overly familiar, but she's got very... She's got quite a lot of um, press recently, quite quite hot press. Yeah, I think she's really fucking really good. Bella well, Thorne is another idea. Uh, she was in Assassination Nation, kind of bit party. Oh, but, yeah. But she's, she's, she, 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 she's, she's, she's also appropriately good. sort of like, it seems uh, crazy. Uh, when she's not, she actually seems quite down. Yeah, she, yeah. She's good. I wouldn't yeah. be upset with that. I think Aquafina's. Yeah, both well, both sound suggestions. Okay, uh, young Bruce Wayne. Oh. Or is this pretty much well, irrelevant to the story? How young is Bruce Wayne going to be? Because Bruce Wayne 15. in the original is like it was ten years after, so he's about fifteen, isn't he? Fourteen. 15. I think he's barely in it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I so, so this film is ten years after. Yeah. So, so Bruce Wayne's going to be like eighteen. That's what yeah, we said. Yeah, yeah. No, not even that. He's, he's, well, he's like, like you know, five or six teenager. He's I a, thought he was like seven or eight. Billionaire teenager yeah. is what we decided. Yeah. So, so I, I don't, sixteen to yeah. for me, not like not a famous not person. Relevant. Yeah. Not a famous actor. Yeah. I was gonna say Timothy uh <laughs> I, I think gonna... he would be he would suit the part yeah, yeah, yeah. but it would be I could just see, I could just see him in a roll neck yeah I reckon uh, <laughs> I reckon Shia LaBeouf would take on the task of acting as an 18 year old and it'd be like a really he's cool he's about 35 yeah yeah he's but it's Shia, Shia LaBeouf it's like an art project isn't it he'll wear prosthetics and make him like Shia LaBeouf would have also done a great Joker but I think we've got the most important roles here we've got um, Harley Quinn we've got Joker and we've got Commissioner Gordon really so we got Joaquin store- Phoenix, Michael B. Jordan, and Aquafina. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Okay, yeah. fantastic. What's it called? Oh, I've got it. I've done. Yes, yes, yes. Please, I'll take this one. That's what it's called. It's the sort of wank that would call itself Joker Part Two. It's so the sort of wank that would have the nerve to put. Part I like that two title as well. I think part the whole two. title should be the sort of wank that would call itself the Joker Part Two, <laughs> know, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Aquafina, who's no now. one's ever heard of, and Michael B. Jordan. I totally agree with you, Joe. This film, hundred percent, will be the absolute dickhead who says Part Two. Oh. John Wick should have done it, and I tell you what, Todd Phillips has done it before when he fucking did it with Hangover. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, look, and, and Part Two would be the two the playing card. Like oh, how up on the poster. Hey, 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 yeah, we got it, baby. Okay, I like, I like 
like that. I think they think it's as good as The Godfather, and they'll call it part two. Wankers. It's such part two, and I fucking hate it. Yeah. So yeah. this is a, this has caused quite a strong opinion. This episode, it always was going to be, but nevertheless, we have the bones of a story. <laughs> we certainly got the bones of a cast. Who is going to go? All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, so. Joker Part 2. Do it uh, with the good sound effects. Uh, uh, directed by... <laughs> okay, let me try. Okay, let me try. Uh, directed by Todd Phillips again, no doubt. This is going to be a new trilogy for him, isn't it? I can see that coming. Okay, so we join the film, uh, maybe with a title card at the beginning, 10 years later. Um, and we join uh, Joker in uh, Arkham Asylum, and he's doing something very, what seems very, very um, low-key and insignificant. Maybe he's just scratching away at something, but just tipping away at that stone, whatever he's doing, ends up causing a colossal riot and he knows everything that's going to happen and we play this out in a real heart-pounding, watertight, motherfucker, half-hour opening sequence where there's absolutely no room for breath we ask, we establish Harley Quinn in it we um, we establish maybe Gordon as he gets called there um, and everything that happens in this riot he knows is going to happen he's that calculated and he's that smart and eventually there's a hole blown in the side of Arkham Asylum after half an hour into the film and all he has to do is just walk out with a cigarette in his mouth dance and no, out, and no dance one could, out he dances out of course he dances out with a cigarette in his mouth all is good then we are joined by his army outside Gordon's one of the surviving cops. He's trying to work out what's going on. And his mission, while he's out, becomes established to the audience. And that is, to this time, break down the police, break down the corruption, break down brutality. And that's absolutely his mission. And, that, and he's got his whole army with him working, and he's going to bring it all down. One honest cop in there, Commissioner Gordon. Meanwhile, we have a 15-year-old Bruce Wayne witnessing it all. He's got, you know, Wayne uh, Enterprises, all that kind of thing. He is involved, but more as um, uh, a... Um, you know, he's not participating in it. He's more of an observer, but it's all brewing up to the final showdown, which will happen in the next film. And this movie ends with him allowing the young Commissioner Gordon to get away because he respects him deep down. But apart from that, he's brought down the entire sort of um, polit- the, the political establishment and all the cops. And whereas the previous film ended with the Joker behind bars, this one ends with him on a pedestal where his carnage, where his army is actually ruling Gotham and therefore a saviour is going to be necessary and maybe the 18-year-old Bruce Wayne needs to step up, but we'll find out. Oh, I like it, I like it. Big fan. Can I throw one last thing in? I've got is one. That after, so, so after the Warner Brothers logo rolls, no, no, no pre-credits whatsoever. It goes straight to ten years later, and then after the half an hour amazing epic sequence, half an hour into the movie, this is the kind of bullshit Todd Phillips would pull. Roll credits or Which, Joker Part Two. Half an, <laughs> half an hour into the movie, halfway through the film, well, the, the title is coming as he's dancing out, and then suddenly the title has come up on the screen: Joaquin Phoenix, like as he's dancing yeah, out of the. Yeah, uh, it's half an hour into the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, insanity. Yeah. And, and it's insanity. You know it's oh. wank, but I'm the kind of sucker that would fucking. Yeah, love and also that. I like. As well, my favourite bit of that pitch was that uh, Batman started at 15 and then ended at 18, so it's a three year movie. Well, it felt like a three year movie and it might be the three year podcast. Nevertheless, what did you think? Uh, let us know your thoughts, give us five stars, subscribe, 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 subscribe. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Cheers. <laughs>